You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Taylor, every once in a while, we do this show, and one of us will say something in one week, and then the next week, it just, like, it explodes with fan perception. Sometimes we ask for people to to write in stuff, and sometimes we don't, and people just go nuts, and this is one of those weeks, because, boy, do we have a lot of suggestions for us picking a random movie or TV series and jumping in the middle for our 200th episode. There's a lot <laughs> to I go can't through. Wait. So, uh, Mike, we might have to pull it out of the hat. How will yes. we decide unless we yeah. do a fan voting? We, we could do a fan voting. That's always fun. We could go back to the hat um, and pull it out of the hat. We could have a fan vote to decide should we do a fan vote or pull it out of the hat. Um, <laughs> there's just so many only so many, doing one. I don't like. I should we so many variables. Yeah, we might need malt. We might need to say, okay, we'll we'll do one. We'll, we'll do one episode of a TV show and one movie or something. Yeah, kind of spread it because this we have a like, lot of TV suggestions too. This could, um, not that I'm putting this out into the universe, but like that could be its own podcast. Like two idiots watch random movies and that TV they've shows never seen before yeah. in the middle of a franchise like that would yeah. be i don't know if that format would get old fast but clearly there's a old. <laughs> but i feel like i feel like we might run out quickly now again i will say and a lot of people did preface this in their emails that they don't know a hundred percent our filmography backgrounds like as, as to what each of us have right. watched but this, there's so many suggestions in here. I don't even know. Like some of them, I'm not too sure. I know if I've seen them or not, but I have no idea if you have. Right. So, like that would have to be the, you can't just put everything in a hat because we have to pick something that no. we both haven't. Yes. We have to definitely weed out to both of us have never seen anything. And that's kind of what makes it fun. Um, at least for me, that was my experience with watching the Downton Abbey movies. That was kind of a cool experience having never really watched like anything of it and then jumping into this whole built world with its own kind of direction and stuff that's kind of what we're going for um so let's dive into some of this uh let's go through um some people just sent in a list some people sent in an email there's a bunch of different suggestions so i'm just kind of randomly going to go here um so first we got from austin who sent in a bunch of picks um and so he says uh um, Doctor Who would be his number one pick because it's a series that's been around for a very long time and he does not believe he's heard either of us mention Doctor Who before. You could go somewhere with the classic Doctor Who or with some of the new stuff, which would be my pick um, for a random episode of some of the new ones or one of the big specials. So Doctor Who, Taylor, have you seen any Doctor Who? I've seen a couple episodes from the reboot so the doctor that kind of had a shaved head and like a black trench coat so that that was as far as i understand that is the first doctor of the new reboot yeah the new cycle or whatever yeah so, so you i haven't seen any of the matt smith stuff or no the, but i feel like movie. it's cheating 
Because, like, I know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm familiar more or less with the premise. Yeah. Because of fandom. So, like, that's a really good one, Austin. But I feel like it's a little bit cheaty. Have you you watched the show, Mike? No, I do kind of know what the general concept is. But I've never watched an episode. Like, I saw the episode where the ruler is, like, a piece of skin. And I'm pretty sure I saw, like, the angel episode, like, the stone statues that are angels that move. So, yeah. Yeah, you're saying things that I don't know any of this, but... Right, so, (laughs) like, I already have a leg up. I already have a leg up. So, Doctor Who, strike that one from the list. Unfortunately, I know too much, even though I know very little. (laughs) I mean, a lot of disappointed fans, because quite a few people wrote in about Doctor Who. Oh, no! (laughs) But... uh, uh, Austin also suggests parks and recreation. If seen you're looking it. for a comedy, you've seen it. Okay. I've never seen it. Um, and then, a, another classic he says would be Grey's Anatomy. I don't know if you watched Grey's Anatomy. Again, that one might be a little bit cheaty only because my mom and my sister watched it pretty religiously when I was in high school. So I would have dropped in and seen some of the episodes, but like that's been, over 10 years ago yeah so that's a possibility then because i haven't seen any of Grey's anatomy and that's been on a long time so i'm gonna i'm gonna put that on the short list like if you put it if it was definitely one of the newer seasons because like the cast is completely different oh yeah no like if we're if the number one thing we have to realize here is if we're watching a show depending upon how long it's been on we're gonna jump in minimum season like three and up like, there's okay. no first couple, like, depending upon what the show is. Like, Grey's Anatomy, I think it's been on for, like, 10 plus years. We're watching a season yeah, nine, old. episode seven or something, right? Like, we're, we're grabbing something. <laughs> Series like finale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing that. We're not doing that. Um, now, this is an interesting one because I think you have seen this, Taylor. Um, this is the last one that Austin gives. And I, I shock people when I've never seen it. But he says uh, Breaking Bad would be another one. Um, I've only seen the pilot. Okay. So Taylor, I've only seen the pilot too. And I couldn't get past it. So I'm putting Breaking Bad (laughs) on the list. And we're going to grab, we're going to, what we're going to do is if Breaking Bad gets selected, this is where our fans can help us. Like once we have things selected, once we have a short list, we're either going to do fan voting or we're going to do from the hat. But I'm going to ask our fans to tell us what episode to watch. Yeah. Whether it's your favorite or like a really good one like that, like for Breaking Bad, which again like, had like you know, five seasons. Throw us ba- in the middle. <laughs> based on the premise, though, of this one, um, what probably would be better is for us to watch the spinoff Better Call Saul. Have you seen any of Better Call Saul? No. Because neither have I. Okay, hold on. That would be a better Saul. one because like not only have we not seen the first show, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, so we would be going in blind. So that's Better that Call would be Saul my, is on the list. <laughs> yeah, that would be my uh, my tweak for that one. Uh, next uh, one comes from Lily, who uh, says she's really excited uh, about the potential of a show kind of like this and diving into random episodes. Um, for me, I would definitely recommend Grey's Anatomy. Okay, we've already okay. got that one um, because it's been around for so, such a long time and has such a big following. Also, if you're looking for something a little bit off the wall, okay, there you go. Doctor Who <laughs> would be another <laughs> one because it's been around for so long. And that comes from Lily. So, yes, uh, definitely Grey's Anatomy is on the list. But, yeah, Doctor Who, unfortunately, Taylor, by seeing a couple episodes, that's way too much. 
uh, yeah. we want to come in with as very little knowledge as possible. But thank you for those suggestions, Lily and Austin. Um, this one comes from Michelle. Uh, and Michelle says, I'm really excited about this idea about you guys diving into a show or a movie um, that would be, uh, sorry, that would be something you've never seen before. I have a question. Would you prefer a movie or a TV show? Personally, I think TV shows would be funnier to hear both of you talk about because they go into such longer details for character and lore. It could be very confusing and funny. However, it also might defeat the purpose of reviewing it because chances are you just won't like it without any background. Whereas with a movie, you might have a chance to actually enjoy yourself, which I think is why Mike liked the Downton Abbey movie. Um, so that's an interesting point that Michelle's bringing up, that a TV show, we, you have kind of less, they have such so much more time that they don't have to fit as much into one episode to like reintroduce you to things. Like that's, a, that's an interesting point. Like what do you think, Taylor? So I, again, just offer a clarification. Technically, every week we review movies we've never seen before so like the movie the when we say movies it has to be part of like an established franchise yeah so it would be like me in a in a world i've never seen harry potter watching like the third harry potter movie or like in a world where i've never seen any of the twilight movies watching the second to last one so that's the funny thing right it's like you don't know anything about the franchise and you're diving in at a random point so, I don't think anyone mentioned Twilight. That's kind of funny. <laughs> well, that you, didn't you sense. recently binge Twilight? Like not like recently. COVID, <laughs> not, but COVID, I did COVID during COVID. I well, oh yeah, I definitely early <laughs> on in the like early days of fear, I definitely binged because it was on TV. Like it was just on TV for some weekend. You're and like, I just why not? Binged. And it started with number one, and I you know how you can see on your guide everything coming up, and on that channel it was just like all the Twilight movies in a row. So I thought, wow, here we go. You got out your, <laughs> your cheese it. dip. You got out your cheese dip. <laughs> oh, I sure try. did. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that would be my one clarification is that it's not enough for it to be a movie we've never seen before. It has to be a movie within a franchise we're unfamiliar yeah. with. I 100% uh, uh, so It's got to be a franchise. For me, it's kind of half of one, six dozen the other. Like it doesn't matter to me if it's a random TV episode or a random movie. Um but Michelle's right. You with movies, except for the trend we're going in now. But like for the most part, a franchise movie should operate as a standalone movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't necessarily have to watch the six other movies. Um, whereas in a TV show, it like no sane person is going to watch a random episode in a random season. <laughs> without knowing anything about it so i think in terms of like the fun like the funniness factor for fans tv will probably be funnier but in terms of like our enjoyment mike yeah i would go with movies but knowing our yeah. listeners they want to torture us so they're going to yeah. choose a tv show tv um now michelle <laughs> did say uh, michelle kind of ends off with some suggestions she says if you're looking for tv um some suggestions would be once upon a time and if you really want to dive into British television, Coronation Street oh, would be my girlfriend. top one. <laughs> Michelle, where do you think? I grew up with a uh, <laughs> with a dad whose favorite show is Coronation Street. I know way too much about Coronation yeah. Street and <laughs> EastEnders. So those are automatically off the list. But Once Upon a Time, I haven't seen 
any of that. Right? I've watched most of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, all I've I know is that it's it. like fairy tales. It actually is pretty good. Like I have to say for, for it being, yeah, like it is, it is fairy tales, but, but the more the brothers grim right. fairy tales, not like it hasn't been like Disneyified or whatever. Right. A little um, darker. Yeah. A little darker, but still meant to be a family show. Like the whole point of it was like to be a, the show that the family could sit down and watch together. So it's not super dark, but it is darker than just like a kid's show. Um, it actually was pretty good. Now, I, I think I just stopped watching it. Like, I, I don't remember. Like, I, it never ended for me. But I had watched a couple of seasons. Um, and that's one that I've always thought about going back to, to kind of see how it actually ended. But I'd have to start from the beginning because I don't remember everything. But yeah, I've, I've seen most of them. Here's one for you, Mike. I know the whole uh, <laughs> process is to listen to our fans right now. But I wonder if this will come up on the list because it is a fandom favorite. I've only seen the pilot of Supernatural. Ah, yes. Yeah. Supernatural is on here. Uh, let me see. Hold on. I know I saw Supernatural. And I, I know they're, the I know the brothers are like demon hunters. And at one yes. point, Lucifer gets added to the cast. Uh, yes. So uh, Supernatural, which I have not seen either, and I'll definitely put on the list. We had three people write in for Supernatural. Yeah, I would be surprised uh, if it um, didn't end up on the list. It has to, like to a give... million seasons. <laughs> Sorry, yes, just <laughs> no, just to give credit to people, um, Aston, uh, Kira, um, and Samantha, both all three of them wrote in Supernatural, um, okay. being one of their favorite shows from when they were in high school, and it's one that has a long history and a big lore to it. So, um, credit to all of them. So, yes, I'll put Supernatural, I'll just add it right now to the short list. So, Supernatural's on the list. Um, Let's keep hearing. Let's see. Do any of them have any other suggestions? No. Okay. Uh, Owen also writes in and says that he loves this idea. And if there's one film that you guys should pick, it absolutely has to be from the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> Personally, I would go with Fast Five. That has to be the one that you guys do. So, yes, I'll add Fast Five to the list. That's the first movie. Uh, on this list go. i think i think fast and the furious is the ultimate example because you and i, I like i don't i don't think i've seen one minute of the fast and the furious no movies. i don't, I don't aside like aside from the fast cars i do not know what fast and the furious is about yeah the, exactly yeah I, don't even, <laughs> <laughs> I think i know what it's about but then every time i see a trailer i'm like well that's not right then maybe that's not what it's about like maybe. i have no clue maybe illegal drag racing but like why is the cia involved? yeah like i think someone's a police officer <laughs> but i thought vin diesel was a villain but he also seems to be the main character it's very confusing yeah so that's definitely one sorry i had to take a drink of water is losing my mind there um okay next cool okay hold on now i'm out of order now i'm all over the place okay that was owen uh, okay, let's get Tyler Vance here. Wrote a nice email. Uh, and to Tyler, we specifically called out. So uh, yes. here he is. Uh, Tyler says, you rang. Uh, back and back from the void, I've heard tell that y'all are in search for series, be it film or TV, that neither of you have seen. I love this idea of mutually jumping into the deep end of something that you're unprepared for. I have a few suggestions, but please do keep in mind that I don't have a full picture of what each of you know. Well, that's fair. I think everybody doesn't have a yeah. full picture. So we understand that. 
Uh, one, for sci-fi cult TV, both Firefly and Doctor Who are kind of no-brainers. So yeah, Doctor Who, unfortunately, you've seen a, a little bit of and probably too much for us to do anything. Now, Firefly, I got to say, Tyler, you should have assumed that I watch Firefly like every couple of months. You're a huge fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, what are you even talking about? Like, Firefly, I can quote all like 12 episodes or 14 episodes or how many there are. So don't even, don't even, we should just do a Firefly like appreciation episode. That's what we should do. Um, number two, there are a ton of beloved HBO shows on Crave, including Six Feet Under and Sex in the City. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I don't know if you've seen Six I've Feet seen Under. I've seen way or Sex too much Sex in the City, though. Okay, Nicole, Six Feet Under. Nicole's favorite show when we were in was Sex in the City. Was Sex in See, the City. that would have been a good one. But if we like, for so let's if you hadn't seen any, I would be like, okay, that's one. Yeah, hands we down. The we watched like we don't watch the TV show. We do what we do. What happened with Downton Abbey? We watched the second Sex and the City movie, not even the first one. We watched the second, because <laughs> I think there's another show too. So that's even diving right in the middle of it. Um, now, what about Six Feet Under? I know the premise, but I haven't seen any of the episodes. Okay, it's well, a family that this. operates a funeral home. Yeah, I I know only that, but I yeah. don't know anything about the show. So that's definitely going on the list. Uh, so we'll add Six Feet. Uh, number three, he says, there's a whole new generation of cartoons that us in the 90s kids com- are completely unfamiliar with. Oh, that's interesting. Gravity Falls, uh, Steven Universe, or, she- or She-Ra, and The Princess of Power. Those are all good starts. That's interesting to, to try to dive into cartoons. Would that, you know, when we were a kid, we had our cartoons, and then these are a bunch of 90s cartoons. That could be its own category, actually. Have you, my, any of those names ring a bell? Yeah, I've heard of all of them. My supervisor, uh, his kids are really into Gravity Falls. So, so he's like quoted me some of it. But like aside from that, I don't really know the premise of it. It almost seems like, yeah, I don't even want to hazard a guess as to what Gravity Falls Yeah, I don't even, I've never even heard of some of those things. So there you go. That one would be easy too because cartoons are only like 20 episodes or 20 minutes, sorry. So, like, it would be fairly easy to do, like, a episode, but still do, like, a, you know, like a movie review. So Yeah, like, yeah, something shorter would be good to team up with a movie. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, number four, he said you could go real deep and delve into the middle season of one of the crime or medical procedurals that go on forever. Um, those are your NCISs, CISs, Grey's Anatomy, House, etc. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen House. Grey's yeah, Anatomy is on our list. See, yeah, CSI, NCSI, and all NCIS and all those shows, like with the spinoffs and stuff, that would be a world to dive into. I've never seen any of it. I grew up watching CSI Miami, hmm. but like I've seen maybe one episode of NCIS, which I think is right. like the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Navy police. So that yeah, would I'm be just, a good one. I'm going to put CIS. <laughs> NCIS Universe. CSI. Or like Law and Order. Law and Order. Like a Law and Order spinoff. Not the original yeah, one, spin-off. but like... Yeah, yeah, one of the spinoffs. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. I'm putting that on the list. And number five, you could follow... Or you could follow what you know to be the right answer and watch Fast Five. The fifth movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. It's the right choice. Sincerely, Tyler, the summonable Vance. 
P.S. I too have never seen Fast Five on purpose, so I look forward to your review. What is that on purpose? Did you see it accidentally? <laughs> that's what I want to know. That's two for specifically Fast Five. Yeah, actually, what, we're about to get a third. What uh, happened the in the franchise? <laughs> is that I, is that the is that the last movie that Paul Walker was? No in idea. I couldn't tell you. Well, yeah, I don't know which. Like, I I don't know how many there's been. Um, I think Fast Five is like maybe considered the best one. Or it's the worst one if people keep suggesting it. <laughs> Knowing our fans, it's probably it's the worst. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, uh, yeah, next one um, comes from Chris. Um, not fan of the show, Chris. Uh, another, another Chris. I don't think this Chris has ever written it before, actually. Um, and Chris says, I, I heard about your really fun idea of diving into a movie or TV show that you've never seen before. I have one suggestion for each. For a TV show, I would recommend Bones because it was on for almost 10 years. And for a movie, you have to pick Fast Five from the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> so I've seen I've seen all of Bones. I've seen uh, most really, of Bones. Yeah, I, I really liked Bones um, in the earlier seasons, so I know I've watched all that. But yeah, there's another vote for Fast Five. So that one is probably going to be I the movie it's we watch. It's yeah, that's in. locked in, and then maybe we'll get the fans to vote on a TV show. Um, that's so funny. We do have a couple more now. Some people just kind of wrote in a list here. So let me just quickly grab them. That was through the website. Um, so Catherine uh, writes in, uh, and her list includes, uh, there you go, uh, Fast Five, <laughs> uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, which I guess is the sequel of Fast and Furious. That's what it says, sequel. So I don't know where Too Fast, Too Furious uh, is in there. Uh, Coronation Street, which we've okay. already heard. Doctor Who. Um, yeah. And Grey's Anatomy, which gets another uh, vote. So people, I mean, Grey's Anatomy is getting a lot of interest. I'm sure we can do a fan vote, but in terms of people writing in, Grey's Anatomy is getting up there too um, as another one. Maybe people know we haven't really watched that one. Um, next from Jason, uh, who, <laughs> who <laughs> he listed every Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, this list this goes no every, margin of error he said yeah every all fast <laughs> all of the fast and the furious movies um and then uh he says it would be really interesting though if you're not into the fast and furious movies to go back to a particular decade and pick a movie that was famous from that decade that maybe you both have not seen i've heard you both talk about on the show 80s movies quite a bit but maybe there's something say from the 70s that you could both pull from that you've never seen before so that's an interesting idea looking at a decade well, it's our pulling. 200th episode, so maybe 2002 <laughs> that year or 2000. But we did, I don't the know. The year 2000? <laughs> <laughs> That's the year we talk about movies. We did a 1999 episode. We did. We did a 19. We actually, technically, we did two because we, we did a 1999 regular one. And then I think we talked about teen movies. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember Matt came on one of them, and I think it was for the teen movie. Yeah, we talked about like 10 things us. I hate about you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, that's kind of an interesting idea. Um, that came from Jason. Um, and the last one for that, I mean, I've got, we've got another fan question from Josh, but I think his is unrelated. Um, but the last one for the list here um, comes from Susan. Um, and Susan writes in and says, I'm really interested in this idea of you diving into a TV series. I'm wondering if you have seen any of the shows that run for a long time over in Great Britain. 
um, shows like Coronation Street <laughs> yeah. talked about um, and Doctor Who have been running for almost 20 years. So those might be interesting to dive into. Have they, have they really been on for that long? Yeah. Yeah, they have. I know Doctor Who's been on like a long time. I didn't know Coronation Street was like since the a... '60s, and I think really? some of the characters are still kicking around. You're kidding me! <laughs> it's a it's a daily soap opera, but it's British, mm. and it takes place on Coronation Street. It's kind I of imagine like a, on Coronation Street. It's kind Street, of like yes. a working class, okay, um, neighborhood. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> There's like um, a pub. You know, they hang out at the pub. They do do this and that, but. Anyways, Coronation Street, it's huge. It's like a big deal in England. Well, it looks like Fast Five there you go. is probably going to happen. And Mike, real quick, I got to interject. Even though we're complaining, like, why Fast Five? Don't tell us why Fast Five until we watch it. Yeah, now like, that we've selected it, you don't, don't have write to write in next it week being like, this is why Fast Five. Hold off until we review it because we want to go in blind. Yeah, we'll uh, going in super blind because I don't know <laughs> anything about this series. I haven't seen anything. I know some of the people in it, and that's about it. Um, okay, so Fast Five is probably what we're going to watch, and then we'll we'll maybe do a, a poll or something uh, in July to look at some of these TV shows. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, I think, had the most kind of interest, but we we have enough here. We can do a we can do a vote. We can do a fan vote. Oh yeah, kind of where that goes um now we just have a quick fan question from josh kind of more um regular questions i guess um josh wants to know um how do you both feel about the announcement of a joker sequel with joaquin phoenix (laughs) the silence speaks volumes (laughs) Um, it has a weird name uh the working title it's like a french name which means like madness of two um i just hate like my first thought is i hate when filmmakers say this is a one-off movie there isn't going to be a sequel this isn't a franchise it's a standalone movie and then the moment the movie makes money they're like actually it's a sequel (laughs) i hate that you hate it but we all do it your creative guns (laughs) i know mike we we're the first people to say we would sell out once disney comes knocking like who am i to complain but um so that's my hot take it's like okay so much for it being a standalone the premise is kind of cool well um it's being speculated that joaquin phoenix's joker isn't the joker it's like one version of the Joker. And so this movie will have two Jokers. So it's yeah. not a bad premise. No. And that tracks like that's That's a comic book thing. Like the Joker has always had various iterations. So that tracks like that's a very well understanding thing inside the world um, of, of Batman. So I, I guess it makes, I just, just put him up against Batman. Like, if you really want to bring Joaquin Phoenix back, like, you've got a good Batman that everyone seems to like with Robert Pattinson. Um, so why not just put them against each other? Like, why why does he have to have another standalone movie? Like, what are you possibly going to have to happen? The only problem is they um, really shot themselves in the foot because Joaquin's timeline is the 70s. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson's timeline is now. Yeah, but you could make, you could make, like, Joaquin Phoenix, like, he, time machine. he'll, 
No, but he'll live in the time machine. That's true. That's true. Or multiverse. You could open up the multiverse and do that. But he, you know, he could look ninety. He could. He would. He would have a nine-year-old man for two years to build up for this role, and I would buy it. Like he, like as much as Joaquin Phoenix is all over the place, he's a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. And I would, I wouldn't even be concerned. If they were like, yep, yeah, and now Joaquin Phoenix is in 20-whatever. And we don't 70s. explain I'd be like, it. Yeah, don't, and I'd be like, great, <laughs> I don't care. Like, he's he's that good. Like, I don't care. I just want to see a better movie with him and it as Joker. And if they're going to do a sequel and bring back a lot of the same creative team, there's just a lot I didn't like about that movie. Um, and it just, I don't know. I, I There's this feeling of kind of like with the new Star Trek stuff. You just don't, you don't like Star Trek. Like you don't like Batman, but you like one element of it and you're going to try to make it, it in your way while you ignore all the stuff that makes Batman Batman. So you're just ignoring all the stuff that what makes a superhero movie a superhero movie and what makes a villain a villain and all that stuff to make your own one-off thing because you like this character. But I just don't think it worked. Like I just... If memory serves, our problem was not Joaquin. If anything, no. I think my ultimate review was that he was wasted on the movie. Okay. Um, and some of the comments I've seen is like, oh, great. Like another Martin Scorsese ripoff. Because that's like, essentially, it was Taxi Driver with with uh, the Joker. That yeah, that's exactly Joker what movie. Yeah. Um, Like most people could agree. I... I liked how it was atmospheric, but I thought the writing, like the story itself, the plotting, like it just really didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and as far as I know, the original writer is back. Like, I think he's a, he's going to write and direct. Yeah. So, so um, that makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I, I just wish they, I wish that, um, not that the the actor who's been um, cast as the new Joker for Robert Pattinson, I forget the name. He's very talented. Um, I'm sure he'll do like really great. But yeah, like in an ideal world, we would have seen um, Joaquin Phoenix Phoenix's Joker against Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah. But that's not happening because we know no. they've cast a different Joker. So now yeah. it's like, why do we have all of these? All so these it's a Jokers different. And- no. It's a different cinematic universe, but it's using the same intellectual property. And it's, it, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. The only, the to me, the only way is that it's like, just like what's happening with Marvel and what happens in the DC comics is it's a, it's a multiverse like that. That happens where there's, there's multi universes. And, you know, we're seeing one Joker from this universe and Robert Pattinson and his stuff's in a different universe, um, which means you could potentially see universe crossing or something if you wanted to get into that. But again, yeah, I think they just, for whatever reason, they wrote themselves into a corner Mike, and is it, not communicating with each other. Is it two different studios or is it like... No, it's the same studio. Yeah. So like what the... Like what? <laughs> Only one studio has the rights at, at a time to any of these comic books. And this is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has the DC right. characters yeah. locked in. And for reasons unknown, they decided to have this Joker movie and, and now a sequel to it. And like, if it was just a one-off, I, I would have been less concerned. Yeah, you'd be like, It's okay. a one-off Joker movie, fine, whatever. Robert Pattinson is doing a Batman series, irrelevant. But now you're doing a sequel? 
Like what? Yeah, I just. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. And you know, because and I can't I'm... believe we're talking about Joker again. Two years <laughs> later, or three years later, we are talking about the Joker again. I'm a glutton for punishment, so like I probably will go see it because no, I we're gonna a... see it. We're gonna review it. But, but I'm, a I'm, big, I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix fan. Um, you know, I saw one idea that like, oh, maybe they'll bring um, Harley Quinn. Like she'll be like this, you know, the the second like crazy character because it's the the twin madness or whatever is the title. Um, and I think it's more interesting that like Joaquin's Phoenix, his Joker isn't the real Joker. He's just like in the precursor to the real Joker. Because then you could see then from a, a storytelling point of view you establish the legacy of the Joker and then that yes. way in it will speed up and match up Robert Pattinson's timeline. Cause See, that uh, makes me think what you're saying makes me think there's going to be a second Joker in that movie then. Yeah. And like Joaquin Phoenix, like after the sequel won't be in the movies. Yeah. Because he's going to some legacy, whatever. And some other person's going to take on the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thinking. I, I'm just like, I'm just with you, Mike. Like, I, it sucks it's the same creative team because they yeah. made so many mistakes with the first one. Because you're starting to get me excited about it and then I remember who the creative team yeah. is. Like the, you describing it sounds great. You're like, oh, okay, he inspired this chaos yeah. in Gotham and other people, you know, re, you know, wearing the, the face and the mask like he did and whatever. That gets me kind of excited. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because then he's in the 70s. It kind of makes sense that he's in the 70s. It all works out. But then you remember the creative team. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, never mind. Like I just, um, Warner Brothers, give me a call. I can help your plot holes. I can catch yes. you up to speed. But uh, you're going <laughs> to have to hire me. Put me on your payroll for the script. Uh, Josh's last question is a good way to segue into movie reviews. Because he asks, how does Jurassic World stack up to the rest of the series? Is the original Jurassic Park the best movie of the series? Um, so I think... If, if you're all right, Taylor, we'll transition into, into yeah, some, some movies, that, but I'll start with mine because uh, you were going to see Jurassic World, but then uh, you ended up switching to something else. And I told you you didn't miss much. Um, yeah, so I was you. affirmed <laughs> for my decision. And... That bullet. Um, yeah, Jurassic World domination sucks. Or Dominion? What is it called? Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion sucks. It's a terrible movie. The writers are terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna call them out on the show. I'm gonna list all their names because that's this was one of the poorest written things I've seen ever. And a couple weeks ago, I went to an amateur like youth theater thing where there was like written theaters by by young people who were like, oh, they're they're learning about playwriting and stuff. Always and a little things. cringe though. Yeah, all, <laughs> yeah, because you never know what you're gonna get, right? Like it's like it's like Big going bag. to. You know, in theater, there's this there's this festival called a Fringe Festival, and you just never know what you're going to get. And that was kind of like this was like a youth Fringe Festival. And um, all of those shows were better written than this movie. Um, and none of them are getting paid whatever they're getting, you know, for this for this movie. This movie was dreadful. It is not worth talking about ever again or seeing ever again and jurassic park the first movie is absolutely the best in the series but it's also 
the proof to the point that I've tried to make on the show many, many times that when an original movie gets made and is very popular, the next generation of, again, I'll just call them stupid people who don't clearly know anything, get it wrong as to what we liked about that movie. Because Jurassic Park, the original movie, I think there was some thing I read that like the, the dinosaurs appear for like 17 minutes or something. It's not a slasher film. That's not what Jurassic Park is about. Jurassic Park isn't about the unique way people die by dinosaurs attacking them. It's about can you play God, create this thing, and think that you can control nature? Like that's kind of part of the core. And there's the kind of this philosophical And then you're battle. waiting for it to kill and you. And you're, you're waiting for it to kill you. And it doesn't for a long time. They establish what's going on, introduce you to characters, get you in this world, and everything then goes wrong. Jurassic World Dominion and all the Jurassic World movies are like a, a, a B-movie slasher film. It has no discernible Sharknado. interest in plot of characters. Sharknado. Exactly what it is. It's a shark movie now. What, what shark movies are. Um, and again, what, what's the best shark movie that ever existed? Jaws. It's Jaws. And the shark is seen on screen for like a few minutes. And that, a lot of that's because, you know, at the time, the the mechanics weren't working. CGI was kind of new when Jurassic Park came around. A lot of it's animatronic, but some of it's CGI and they had to mix and stuff. But that created, like, brilliant filmmaking. This is an example of terrible filmmaking. Like, the direction? Awful. This director is terrible. Um, these writers are terrible. It was, it was just an absolute mess. The only thing that I can say about it is they... Tr- tried to learn from their mistakes from the first two Jurassic World movies, and they tried to have this one be like a little bit more of a slower build. Like they tried in the middle of the movie to kind of have some character moments to kind of reintroduce you to people. They brought back a lot of the original cast from the original Jurassic Park movie. They tried to like reintroduce what's going on with them. They tried to be a little more philosophical and bring this kind of debate of letting nature be versus how can we make money and how can we support business and all this stuff it doesn't matter because the movie failed in every way it's awful um i'm now going to read the names of everybody who was involved Shame. in creating this uh, director colin uh trevorrow terrible director uh you were fired from a star wars movie so that tells you one thing um and your jurassic world movies suck uh, writers, Colin Trevorrow, so the director was writing it. Derek Connolly, who also wrote uh, for um, the first Jurassic World movie, I think. Like, I know the, he's he's worked with Colin Trevorrow together. And Emily Carmichael, who was brought in, I guess, because Emily Carmichael is the only name on here who's, like, different and new from the other right. writers. The other writers have worked together on the other movies. And then there's, like like, Emily Carmichael, who's barely done anything, like, written, like, small things here and there and what i'm thinking is poor emily carmichael was probably brought in to help with the writing at some point in time when there was trouble or studio notes. what do they call like, that like a not treatment but like there's a uh, name yeah like what well, punch up or treatment yeah. or yeah like treat treatment <laughs> of the script means oh i taylor's gonna write a version and i'm gonna do a treatment of it meaning we're both gonna write two different versions 
Um, but like, yeah, I think she was like to come in and kind of punch it up. Crisis um, control. But but it didn't work. But anyway, regardless, you're you're on here, so you're to blame. Uh, so Emily Carmichael, Colin Trevorrow, and Derek Connolly, all three of you should never write a movie again. That's how bad it was. The dialogue was dreadful. Um, the only sort of like they tried to put in humor, it never worked. It was awkward. It was fumbly it was amateurish the only moments of of pure kind of joy and charisma and and decent things that made me laugh was when jeff goldblum was just like talking well he's a treasure yeah there's times where jeff goldblum's just like saying things and it's just like that's kind of funny everyone else sucked like the acting was awful in this movie now a lot of these individuals did not have anything good to go off of and when i know it's the script laura dern who is an is a phenomenal actor has amazing performances out there was just like a, a piece of wood in this movie everything she said made no sense whatsoever it wasn't emoted well and it seemed like she was a bad actor but she isn't so i know it's the script that's the problem it's a, script and direction need to help an actor being an amazing actor doesn't matter you need to have good things kind of around you to to make it all work well, um especially if the director is telling you to do stupid things <laughs> yes yeah it was bad everybody was terrible in this movie every single person bryce dallas howard chris pratt sam neal laura dern jeff goldblum except for like the few funny moments bd wong they were terrible everyone was equally awful this movie was absolute trash and garbage and again it's because they don't understand the people who wrote this movie they don't understand what jurassic park is they don't they have no idea what that was they have no idea why people were interested in it and i don't agree that the money is the reason oh we can just put this movie together it's going to make a lot of money okay agreed agreed why not do both because jurassic park made a lot of money too so why not make a really good movie that also makes a lot of money because those things exist. Like what's a movie that people are still talking about right now and is still in theaters after it's been out for like two months. It's that everything everywhere all at once movie where it's so good. No one's ever heard that. It's the longest title ever. It breaks every marketing rule you ever have to brand something to get it in people's minds. And yet it's making money and it's going to stick around and we're going to remember it uh, a lot more and longer than we're ever going to remember this movie that I didn't even know the title of it. I know it was a Jurassic World movie. It's terrible. It's made a lot of money, which sucks, but it's not going, I don't think it's going to stick around long. I think it's one of those movies that's going to make a lot of money at the beginning, but I don't think word of mouth and critical acclaim of it's been very good. Flash Um, in the pan. Yeah. Like it's for the fact that how, how good Jurassic Park was and even Jurassic, um, the the second Jurassic Park movie, which was The Lost World, I think, was still decent. Like it wasn't amazing, but it like the first one, but it was still like pretty good. And then it's just gotten worse from there. Like every movie has gotten progressively worse. They don't understand what made these movies good. This director is terrible. Don't go see this movie. Go see anything else. Watch Jurassic Park at home. Wait till Jurassic Park gets re-released in theaters, which it does every couple of years because it's a classic and that's what happens. This is a skip it. It's just awful. It's the worst 
worst thing. I think it's the worst movie I've seen this year. By far. Well, on that cheery note, I'll uh, <laughs> review what I saw. So I um, stayed home and tuned into Netflix. And um, I saw that this movie was getting a little bit of buzz um, prior to it coming to Netflix already. So it was already on mm-hmm. my radar. But then it was in the top 10 for Canadian or um, movies in Canada. It's not a Canadian movie, but Netflix has the, you know, like the top 10 or whatever. I think it might have been by the end of the weekend, number one. And it is Adam Sandler's new movie called Hustle. Um, He did produce, and it is a Happy Gilmore produced movie, but I don't know. I don't think he wrote it. Happy Madison. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Happy Madison. Um, I don't believe he directed or wrote, but um, it is not, it's more um, punch drunk love, less water boy. You know what I mean? Like Mm, it's not even as zaniest. Um, He plays it straight. It's not like uncut gems where it's like tense, 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 like high drama, um, award-winning acting. Because I do think Adam Sandler got um, slighted that year at the awards. That Um, was your big slight that year. I thought he should have been. Um, But it it goes to, this movie is one of those movies where um, it goes to show that Adam Sandler can act. He's a comedic actor who can do drama. And I think he does it quite well. Like it's very, it comes natural to him. Mm. Um, So the premise of the movie is that he is a basketball scout for the Philadelphia basketball team, the 60. Oh, the 67s. The 67s. That's not, that's not 76ers. 76ers. 76ers is a junior hockey team. Yes. But Uh, yeah, the Philadelphia 76ers. He is um, their scout and he's been scouting for many years, but his dream is to be a coach. And like every typical sports movie, there is like a, a traumatic past that we don't find out about until like the last third of the movie. But, mm. um, you know, he was he was an aspiring college basketball player and then something happens and it derails his career. So um, he essentially like his new aspiration is he, he wants to coach. So... Um, uh, you know, good news. He gets taken off the road and he is allowed to assistant, uh, be an assistant coach. And then plot twist, the um, kind of quote unquote evil son who like now owns the team says, actually, you're going to go back on the road and find me a new player. So um, long story short, the movie is about him bringing this player over from Spain who he like believes in and like, thinks he's the best player in the world, but then oh. is up against all of this adversity to right. help the player um, uh, like join the NBA or whatever. So it's like a very like typical sports movie. You know what I mean? Like the cards are stacked <clears throat> against yeah. you. Yeah. You... So- sounds exactly like a typical sports yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's cool though. Coming from the yeah. side of a scout though. Like there's yeah. not a lot. Of, I, I can only think of one other movie that's really, well, maybe two that's really about scouting. Like there's not, there haven't been many of those, like where you're coming from the scout trying to bring someone over. Like that, that doesn't usually happen. That's really cool. Yeah. So I learned a lot about basketball that, uh, again, speaking of movies that you have no clue when you enter into this world, um, <laughs> yes, I don't know yeah. anything about basketball, obviously. And so, you know, I learned about the combine, the combine, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm saying that right. It's part of every draft. Yep. Yeah. Combine, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, learning about draft picks and things like that. Um, this movie features at least two dozen like famous NBA people, both coaches, players, and I think even scouts. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Look, yeah. Le- I think LeBron James might have co-produced. Um because one of the NBA guys is now producing movies. So maybe it wasn't LeBron James, but one of them I yeah, know. Yeah, LeBron James has has a production company Yeah, now. so yeah. he, I think, co-produced. So for people who are a big fan of basketball or sports in general, this will be a nice movie because of all of like the Easter eggs. And the, the man who is the Spanish basketball player is a Spanish NBA player. Like he's oh, a cool. Okay, real so he person. can actually play. <laughs> yeah, like he's a real person. Dan was like, oh, I think that's a real basketball player. And I said, obviously, he has no charisma. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, when they have him for his skills. Yes. So it looks good, like the basketball looks good. It's a little bit of a trade off, right? When you're going for like, because he's supposed to be like phenomenal, right? Like, oh my gosh, but like an unpolished talent. So obviously, you needed someone who could play basketball. He was fine. Like, he, I warmed up to his character throughout the movie, but you can tell, like, this is not an actor. He, you no. know, he's, yeah. he's a basketball player. Um, Queen Latifah plays uh, Adam Sandler's wife, and they have really great chemistry. They're really great together. Um, yeah. I would say the writing was good. Um, of course, I know I sound like a broken record, but pacing, oh, we really need to start hiring editors. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it's I mean, brutal. you brought it up a lot, but it does seem to be a constant problem of pacing with movies. It like was it just there was a sport, so it had the prototypical sports montage of the guy training. So um, he's training, he's training, he's training, he's failing, he's not doing good. You know what I mean? And then and then there's a pause, and then there's another training montage where he's succeeding. <laughs> And it was pause. Yeah. Like kind of like, you know, like, um, uh, you see him on like the elliptical or whatever, like bicycle. And he's kind Mm -hmm. of like, he kind of stops on the bicycle and then like the music changes to more inspirational music and you see him go really, really hard. And so there's a second training montage (laughs) and I'm like, really? Like, Sounds I, like it, that would be in one of those parody movies. Like right? if you're going to parody the, the genre, you're going to do something like that. So like little things like that where I'm like, I can't be the only person who thinks that this should be edited down. It's not my attention span. It was unnecessary. Like I know every sports movie has to have a training montage, but this of one course. felt excessively long. And if anyone else has seen this movie, let me know. Um but like little things like that, where I was like, you really could have tightened it up, tightened it up. Um, and I don't know if part of it is everyone knows things are going to end up on streaming. And because it's streaming, you can stop the movie whenever you want and come back to it. Because that was one of the critiques I saw about Stranger Things when people were complaining about the length of the Stranger Things episodes. And people were like, why are you complaining? It's streaming. You can pause it whenever you want. But that's not how you're supposed to watch media. Like, I don't want to pause my movie halfway through, go do something and come back to it. You know, if I'm watching an episode of Stranger Things, I want to watch a self-contained episode in one go. I mean, I'm just using the Stranger Things discussion as an example. I've been watching the Stranger Things stuff in one go. I don't 
I haven't found them excessively large. We'll see when we do our 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 uh, review of the new episodes. Because yeah, I we'll saw, see when the last two come out of this series. <laughs> the la- I saw the last episode supposed to be like two hours and twenty minutes. Like that is a movie. <laughs> that was longer yeah. than this movie. This movie was two hours. Like that. That's kind of insane. So we'll return to that conversation about pacing and editing. But that would have been my major complaint. So overall, you know, I'm not a sports girl, obviously. But I found the story interesting enough, like it kept my attention. I thought, you know, it's always nice to see Adam Sandler in a more scaled back role, like a little bit more it naturalistic yeah. when he's not doing like funny voices or whatever. Um, and this is coming from a person, I'm a fan of his comedy, but it is nice to see him in sort of straight drama. Like I would say mm-hmm. that this is a drama. There is comedy because it's, you know, but it's like a very typical sports movie where there's a lot of adversity and the whole movie is you're trying to decide is he gonna make it you know what i mean yeah i think i think most sports movies have a little bit of comedy but it's mainly around the drama and tension like i still think that's part like sports movies is within its own genre really now and i think you're describing a pretty typical sports movie just it happens to be adam sandler and on netflix And on Netflix, yeah. I think yeah. he's a big sports guy, though. Like, I think he is really into basketball, if memory serves. He wears yeah. basketball shorts a lot <laughs> in yeah. his everyday life. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a big fan. Uh, so overall, to me, this is a stream it. Um, it's not, I feel personally, and again, this is my own biases coming through. I It would be very rare that I would give any sports me- movie a go see it. You know what I mean? Right. It's not my genre. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not super invested. Cause like, I don't know these people. Like I didn't get the Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> like afterwards, Dan was like, Oh, I know those people. Like that would have been interesting for him. But for me, it's like, I don't know those people from Adam. Like they could have all been actors. They could have all been basketball players. I would have had no idea. So overall it's a, it's a stream it. Um, and it is getting quite uh, fairly good reviews as far as I know, especially for a Netflix movie. So go check it out and let me know what you think. There you go. Um, you said we had one headline. Yes. Uh, to and I go think we through. have time for one headline. We do have time for one headline. Uh, let's Let's go ahead and play the intro music anyway. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend. A man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right, it's not a great plan, where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Tom Hanks defends Forrest Gump's best picture win. Not a great plan. Okay, I didn't hear about this. So what what is this? This is brand new, I think, as of today, this afternoon. Oh, so okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this was an AV Club article. So mm-hmm. I don't know why exactly it's coming up. But essentially, um, he so he was interviewed for the New York Times. And right. he says, the article says, Hank is sore, not because his film lost, but because it won. And the the win is so controversial. 
So his quote, and it kind of speaks to the, the, the what you were talking about, about making money. The problem with Forrest Gump is it made a billion dollars. If we just make a, made a successful movie, and I would have been, uh, we would have been geniuses. But because we made a wildly successful movie, we were diabolical geniuses. He reflected in an interview with the New York Times. Is mm. it a bad problem to have? No. But there's books of the greatest movies of all time, and Forrest Gump doesn't appear because, oh, it's the sappy nostalgia fest. So he's kind of um, butthurt that every year people say um, Pulp Fiction should have won, you know, like. Oh, Pulp, I was just it, looking up what did it yeah. be that like uh, people love so much Pulp Fiction. It was Shawshank Redemption, yeah. I guess. Four Weddings and a Funeral, Quiz Show. Of those, Quiz Show is the only one I'm not particularly familiar yeah, with. but I like seen quiz show but the rest of them yeah. Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction are definitely rated high on best picture or like you know best movie ever made and Four Weddings and a Funeral is very popular with people who like romantic comedies so it was kind of a stacked year but it it, it does have like the green book syndrome that Forrest Gump won so yeah yeah and people <laughs> do talk about that like I hey I will say I think Forrest Gump's an overrated movie like I I saw it late um, and watching it, I was like, meh, like I'm fine with it. But like, I would say that I would make the same claim about Pulp Fiction though. Like I think Pulp right, Fiction yeah. and Forrest Gump are a little overrated. Like they were fine. I enjoyed them both, but I, I don't look at Pulp Fiction as some masterpiece. Like I don't. So Shawshank Redemption is probably a masterpiece. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption would have been my, like that should probably should have won best. Like, like in my mind, that, of that group, that would be my favorite. If we're strictly talking about, because you have to, you have to divide the Oscar buzz from true cinematic yeah. creativity, right? Because let's face yes. it, okay. you know, just because you won the best picture doesn't mean you are the best picture creatively. So um, I think like Tom Hanks, where do you get off? I don't think Forrest Gump is a necessarily a better creative film than Shawshank Redemption. You know I don't I mean? even know why he's talking about it. Like he's maybe he, they asked him. Like, I don't know. He's taught. Yeah, maybe. Like I just like if I was Tom Hanks, you've made so many movies, so many movies. Forrest Gump isn't even like I don't even think it's a top ten Tom Hanks movie. I know other people disagree, and I know like other people rank it really high, but I could I could probably easily name ten movies of his that that i like like if i'm him why even if someone asks you about it or prompts you about it who cares why is it that was 1995 why <laughs> like, is that the hill you're gone. gonna die on yeah and, like um, you have so many other great movies like whatever i thought it was gonna be more so because the headline is he defends it winning best picture i'm like oh he's gonna comment on the fact that he's a non-developmentally challenged man portraying right. like a developmentally challenged person so i thought like he was gonna defend that Nope, no mention of that whatsoever. Well, it doesn't, even, it doesn't even seem like that's the argument. Like, it's not even seem like that's what people are asking about. They're just saying yeah, it's like, not yeah. deserving of the win. I don't know. So anyways, people yeah, on the go. show, longtime listeners will know, go. I'm not Tom Hanks' biggest fan to begin with. I do like Forrest Gump. I don't think it's it's the best movie ever made. I know Katie, friend of the show, friend of me, is going to come for me because she loves Tom Hanks. But um, yeah, I think Tom has this wrong. I don't think mm. it deserves yeah. to be on best best movie lists. Yeah, but maybe I'm crazy. Maybe we're both crazy. Um, I don't know. Maybe so. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I, I think he's a fantastic actor, but I, I don't care about Forrest Gump. Um, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to everyone who wrote in 
with their awesome suggestions. We will plan out our 200th episode, I'm sure. Uh, chances are we're going to be reviewing Fast Five. And we might do some other fun things. I, I, I'm okay with that being either a two-part episode or a super long episode where we go into a bunch of stuff. It'll be a lot of fun in the middle of July. But thank you so much and definitely uh, tune in next week. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.